Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We are online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. Maybe a joke that you've heard over the years is where somebody's talking about patience, and they say, I really want patience, and I want it right now. And everyone has a good chuckle because it's kind of funny. Uh, But the reality is, is patience is very hard to have. It's hard to develop. And we learn more about it as we go through life and have different tests and trials that come up, and they do try our patience. And we have an example of that in the Bible, quite a few examples. And one of them, of course, is of Abraham. God gave Abraham a lot of promises, but it took time for those promises to be fulfilled. And in some cases, Abraham uh, is still waiting because he has not been resurrected yet. And so he had to have a lot of patience in waiting for God. Notice this passage here in Acts 7. We've got a few passages today. So if you have a Bible handy, please get it out. We can look at these together and see what we can learn about patience, see what we can learn from Abraham's example. Acts 7, we'll read verses 2 through 5. It says, And he said, Men and brethren and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Sharon, and said unto him, Get you out of your country and from your kindred, and come into the land which I shall show you. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and dwelt in Sharon. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land, wherein you now dwell. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession, and to his seed after him when as yet he had no child. So Abraham didn't have any physical evidence that God was going to fulfill what he said, but he had God's word. He had God's word, and he believed God, and then he had to have patience to wait. Abraham hasn't received the promises God made to him yet. Of course, he received some of them in his life. He did have a son, Isaac, of course, and there's a few others. But for the most part, those, those major promises, Abraham still is waiting because he has to uh, be resurrected, and then he'll receive his full inheritance, his full promise. The full promise will will be kept to him, but he was waiting, and he had to wait through his life. Abraham lived his life trusting God, and Abraham was obedient to God. And God made, of course, these incredible eternal promises to him, and yet Abraham died without receiving the promised inheritance. You know, God promised him that he would... He would have many, many great blessings, and he's still waiting for them because he died in the faith. Abraham, though, he will receive all that God promised him. And Abraham, for his part in his life, he had to have faith and patience. He had to have faith and patience. God has made great promises to all of his people. Eternal life in the kingdom of God, great rewards, and yet... We have to have faith, and we have to have patience, and we have to believe God. 
and wait for him and wait for him to fulfill it. The Bible has a lot to say about the importance, the necessity of faith and patience. Notice James 1. We'll look at verses 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So, again, I mean, what is more valuable? Is it more valuable to receive something right away? Or is it more valuable to wait and then develop the faith and patience needed and then receive the promise? At the end of that developmental period, you have the promise fulfilled and the faith that was built and the patience that was built. You know, probably uh, we would often just like to receive the promise right away. But then we wouldn't develop the patience or the faith. And God knows that those are very important. Those are vital things to develop in our character. Faith and patience. And so we have some trying situations. We have to wait for things at times. But that trying of our faith, as it says, works patience. Faith is simply believing what God has said. And oftentimes, of course, there's nothing physical that we can see that indicates that the promise will be fulfilled, whatever it is, except that God promised it. So Abraham Abraham trusted God. He had faith. He had patience, and he developed it over time. God tests it. <laughs> he tests it. How do you test patience? I guess somebody has to be patient for a while, right? That's, that's the way that would be tested. And Abraham experienced that and set an amazing example in having faith and in having patience and in waiting. And there's a lot for us to learn from his example. God knows the real lasting value in our character is in that development of faith and patience and obedience and all the fruits of God's Spirit. But faith and patience, boy, that that takes some time to develop, doesn't it? And it takes an exercising of that patience. And so you probably, at times in your life, have had to wait for something. Maybe you're waiting right now. We all do. We all wait, right? We wait for the return of Christ. We wait for our birth into his family. And then even things in this life that are more temporary, sometimes we wait for them. We have to have patience. And we know that if God's promised it, it'll happen. But we have to have patience and faith. Notice 1 Peter 1 and verse 7. 1 Peter 1 and verse 7. It says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. See, that's more precious than gold even, is to have the trial of faith, which brings about patience. Faith and patience, right? It's more precious to have faith in God, to have patience to wait for him. That type of an attitude, that type of character, it's more precious than gold. And of course, gold has a very high value. But the trial of your faith is much more precious than of gold because... Again, even though it's tried by fire, sometimes those are fiery trials, 
the end result is character that's more valuable than gold that perishes. It does perish. But that type of character, faith and patience, that will last forever. And there's so much value in that. I mean, we have to think about God's plan for Abraham and also his plan for us. But God's plan for Abraham, I mean, what was his ultimate goal? What did he want for Abraham? Well, he was preparing him for an incredible job. Mr. Armstrong wrote about this in his book, The Wonderful World Tomorrow. You can find that at thetrumpet.com. That's a free booklet and a, just a really inspiring and hope-filled booklet. And uh, again, if you don't have it, please please request it, or you can read it right there at thetrumpet.com. But he writes this, Mr. Armstrong says, God was starting to prepare for his kingdom in working with Abraham to train top flight personnel for positions in God's civilization. He was starting with Abraham. It says, when Abraham proved obedient, God blessed his labors and allowed him to become wealthy. God gave him experience in the wise handling of vast wealth and in directing a great force of men under him. So God gave Abraham a lot of experiences. He gave him wealth as well because of his obedience. And he was given experience in how to handle wealth, how to handle dealing with people and, and managing people because he's got a job in the kingdom of God, a very important one. And so God's goal with Abraham was to help him grow in faith, patience, and obedience. And he gave him experience in his physical life that was preparing him for eternal rule in the kingdom of God. So God was really working to develop faith and patience and obedience in Abraham for an eternal purpose. God's plan for Abraham was much bigger than giving him just immediate blessings. Although, of course, he was given those too. But his goal, God's goal for Abraham, was much greater than just seeing him prosper physically. He had an eternal goal for Abraham. And he has an eternal goal for you and for me. And if we can see this life and the experiences of this present life from God's viewpoint and what he's trying to accomplish with us, then that helps us keep a proper perspective. And it's not easy to do. But it does develop, this life does develop faith and patience if we let God develop that in us. God's goal is much bigger for for you and for me than just, again, pouring out every physical blessing right now. Although, of course, there are many that he does give. I mean, God could pour out every imaginable physical blessing on you today, this instant. And that would be, you know, pretty astounding and we'd be excited about it. But, but ultimately, if we don't have faith and patience and obedience, that would end up being a problem. You see people sometimes that do have quite a bit physically and don't have obedience and don't have faith and don't have patience and uh, usually they end up in, in some real problems. So God knows what to give us, what we can handle. And again, his ultimate goal is to develop this obedience, this faith, and this patience within us. Notice Ecclesiastes 5. Ecclesiastes 5, verses 15 through 16. We get some perspective here on this physical world and the things of this world. It says in verse 15, As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. 
And this also is a sore evil, that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit has he that has labored for the wind? Right? So people are born, they come out naked, <laughs> and then they die, and they they perish, and it's usually in a similar fashion. You know, they don't take anything with them. Maybe they gained a lot during this life. You know, maybe they, they heaped up a lot of wealth, and that's that's not a bad thing. But they're not taking it with them. You know, they die. They came in with nothing, they leave with nothing. And the point here is that if the entire goal of someone's life is to just obtain material possessions, well, at the end of the day, it's laboring for the wind. You can't hold the wind. You can't hold it. It just goes. And so does this life. And people really struggle with that. When they, when they don't know God's plan, they really struggle with that in life. They, they become, well, quite frankly, very depressed often. Because no matter what they had in this life, they can't hold on to it. And it, it, it slips away from them, whether it's a person or whether it's a feeling or whether it's a possession of some kind, it slips away. And that's just, what's the value in it, right? So again, if, if the whole mindset is just physical, it's pretty sad because it's laboring for the wind. But God's goal for Abraham was much bigger than just some physical possessions that in his physical life, his goal was much bigger than that for Abraham and for all his people that are alive today and that are serving him today. He has a much bigger goal, and we have to see that and understand it. Notice this passage. It's a little longer. Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, talking about some of these great examples of faith. Notice Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 16. It says, By faith Abraham... When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and went out not knowing where he went. And by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So he was looking for New Jerusalem here. He wasn't looking for something on this earth. Verse 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She was too old to have children, but God said, You'll have one. Physically, she, she couldn't, but God said, That's fine. <laughs> I can handle that. I can take care of that. And he did. And she believed him. Verse 12 says, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. And these all died in faith. Abraham, Isaac, Sarah, they all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were just strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Verse 14, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is talking about New Jerusalem. That was what they saw 
they saw that eternal future in the family of God being in New Jerusalem. And that's what they were pressing toward. They were, they were moving toward that. They saw themselves as strangers and pilgrims on this earth, just passing through, just passing through, making the most of it, making the most of their opportunity, learning everything that they could, understanding this is a training ground for an incredible future. But they knew that they were just passing through. They didn't receive the promises in this life. They saw them afar off. And they had blessings, and they received, you know, certainly some promises. Isaac was born. It was, he was promised, and he was born. So they received some things. But the ultimate promises of being born into the family of God, the promise of salvation, they haven't received that yet. But they saw it afar off, and they were persuaded, and they believed God, and they had patience to wait. They had faith and patience. And because of that, they'll be there in that new Jerusalem. They'll be resurrected in that first fruit resurrection at Christ's return. And, and they'll have eternal life that was promised to them. And you know what else they'll have? Godly character, faith, patience, obedience, all of those wonderful gifts that were developed in them as they went through their physical life. See, they saw the promises far off, and they had faith, and they believed God, and they had the patience, the patience to wait. And they had to wait, and they're still waiting, although being dead, they don't, they don't uh, have consciousness at this time, but they will be resurrected. They knew that God's word was sure and is sure. The Herbert W. Armstrong Bible Correspondence Course, which is free at thetrumpet.com. If you don't have that, please sign up for it. It's a great, great course. It says, we read... In the New Testament, that Abraham and all the patriarchs have not yet received the promised inheritance. Not yet. They and all who have become Abraham's children through Christ, Christians, are now only heirs of the promises. They have not yet become inheritors. We haven't been born into the kingdom and family of God yet. But God promises that. That is the reward of the first fruits. They will be born into that family and marry Christ. There's a certain level there of that first resurrection. And he's also promised that eventually all will be called and given a chance after the return of Christ. He's prophesied of that. All these great promises that we see afar off, but we're heirs of them. And when we do receive them, then we will finally and fully inherit what God has promised. But the question is, do we have the faith and the patience of Abraham to wait? We get tested in this life on various aspects of faith and patience. As we go, we have to have patience for certain things and faith. And, and again, believe what God has said, what he has promised, and work according to that faith. Do things in accordance to what God asks us to do. Abraham set a marvelous example of faith and patience, and that's more valuable than gold. But we have to see what God's doing and what he's working out and what he's preparing us for, these great offices, incredible offices in his eternal kingdom. 
but we have to be convinced of those promises. We have to see them afar off and be persuaded of them and embrace them, right? They embraced it. They didn't just say, well, that sounds interesting or, you know, well, that might, that might be okay, and, but I'm interested in something else in this life. They said, no, they embraced it. They embraced it. This life, they were strangers and pilgrims. They made the most of it, but they were what they embraced, what they really went after, what they were fully wrapped around and had their lives wrapped up in were these promises of God. That's what they embraced. And so, again, what an awesome opportunity we have to embrace these promises and have faith and patience to wait for them. We will receive every promise that God has made to us. If we do our part, we have our part to play. God's word, though, is sure. And if we have the faith and the patience we need, we'll receive every promise. If we have the obedience we need, we'll receive every promise. And then we will, in addition to having received those promises, we'll be people that have the character of faith and patience, all of those things, and obedience, all of those character traits that are needed to be a member in the eternal family of God. But we have to have the faith and patience and the obedience that we need in this life and really look forward to these incredible promises and becoming inheritors of them. That's all the time we have for today in this edition of Live By Every Word. If you'd like to read more about this wonderful world tomorrow, and I would think you would, that free booklet is at thetrumpet.com. And of course, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence course, please sign up for that course as well. And uh, it, it helps you to really embrace these promises that God has made to us. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.